We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. So the LA Rams will be the number two seed. They finished 13 and 3, a 13 win season for the third time in franchise history. I've been dreaming this my whole life. This don't have you. Yeah. It's time to put in the work. Yeah. Every man go dominate. Boys, offense, defense, special team. Let's go. What are we talking about? Greg Zerline sends the Rams to the Super Bowl. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek Steve Hall, former Los Angeles Rams defensive back Michael Stewart on our last podcast before the draft. Mike, buddy, how you doing? Big D, doing well, buddy. Ready to get after it. Excited about these picks and see how we do. I'm ready to see how it pans out as well. Uh, we were just talking before everything started, and I was realizing, you know, no matter what, the way 
this mock draft that's panned out, there's going to be a lot of talent around pick number 31 when the Rams go. So I'm looking forward to making that pick today. And, of course, you're going to get your shot at that one as well. But before we do, we do want to remind you folks that you can find us anywhere podcasts can be found, including Spotify, SoundCloud, and Spreaker. You'll also find our podcast listed with Clutch Points. They feature an awesome app that puts loads of NBA and NFL information at your fingertips. Check them out at clutchpoints.com or download an app, their app. And don't forget to follow us on iTunes, subscribe, leave a five-star review. It helps us out. Oh, and by the way, we're in a contest right now with iTunes. Once we get the 200 five-star reviews, one lucky winner will get a $75 gift certificate to nflshop.com. This is how it works. Head over to iTunes, leave a five-star review, and send us an email at ranstalk1945 with a copy of your entry so we know who to reward. We'll also read your feedback on the show. All right, Mike, you ready? Ready, buddy. Let's go. Okay. Really quick. A long time of coming here. Just be patient with me. We'll do a quick recap of the draft thus far. Number one, the Arizona Cardinals took Kyler Murray, quarterback. Number two, the San Francisco 49ers took Nick Bosa, defensive end, Ohio State. Number three, Josh Allen, edge rusher, goes to New York Jets. Number four, Oakland Raiders take Quinn Williams, defensive line. Number five, Tampa Bay takes... Devin White, edge. Number six, the New York Giants take Ohio State quarterback Dwayne Haskins. Number seven, the Jacksonville Jaguars take Noah Fant, tight end, Iowa. Number eight, the Detroit Lions take edge, Montez Sweat. Number nine, the Buffalo Bills take defensive tackle Ed Oliver. Number 10, the Denver Broncos take Drew Locke, quarterback, Missouri. Number 11, the Cincinnati Bengals take Jonah Williams, offensive tackle. Number 12, the Green Bay Packers take Jawan Taylor from Florida. Number 13, the Miami Dolphins take Christian Wilkins, defensive line, Clemson. 14, Atlanta Falcons take Cleveland Farrell, defensive line, Clemson. Number 16, Washington Redskins take DK Metcalf, wide receiver. Number 16, Carolina Panthers take tackle, Dalton Risner, offensive tackle, Kansas State. Number 17, New York Giants take Nikhil Henry, wide receiver. Number 18, Minnesota Vikings take offensive lineman Cody Ford. This takes us now to last Thursday. Tennessee Titans take tight end T.D. Hawkinson from Iowa. 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers take Jonathan, a- Jonathan Abrams, safety. 21, the Seattle Seahawks take Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from Florida, safety. Number 22, Baltimore Ravens take A.J. Brown, wide receiver, Ole Miss. 23, Houston, Texas take Andre Dillard, offensive tackle, Washington State. And 24, the Oakland Raiders take Gree Williams, cornerback, LSU. And now it's time for us to finish this mock draft. I feel like doing the whole Mortal Kombat, you know. Finish him. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles are up now. And they're going to take Devin Bush, linebacker, Michigan. And, it, it, man, it pains me to ever say the words Michigan, ever. But he's the guy for the Eagles right now. They need a linebacker, an edge rusher to kind of push things at the line of scrimmage to cause some havoc. He can flow to the ball. He's got a great 40-time, 4.43. He will fit that defense perfectly. He is athletic as all get out. Can make stops anywhere on the field. Good player to go out there and get for them. So, hey, you may be a little undersized, a three-down linebacker, but he's a perfect fit for what the Eagles want to do. 
What do you think of this pick? I think it's a good pick. You know, the Eagles, they like to get after it on defense, and so they're going to need a guy that can cover out there in space like he can, and I think he's going to come in and and be a bona fide player for, for them early on. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think, unfortunately, I wish he would follow the Rams, by the way. Except I'd be honest with you, but that's for another day. Well, <laughs> I think it's a great pick for the Eagles. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, as you say, you ne- never know how this draft actually plays out. Never know. All right. Up next, 26, Indianapolis Colts. Who's your pick? Indianapolis Colts are on the clock. They are going to choose, we are going to choose D-Tackle out of Notre Dame, Mr. Jerry Tillery. Uh, just one of the most uh, promising, you know, NFL guys coming out in the wild, you know, has a great value for the Colts. Uh, very disruptive, you know, on defense. Massive frame and ability to line up anywhere on the line. So, uh, he has ability to make plays in the backfield. So just just all-around guy who can put some pressure uh, from inside out on that D-line. So this is going to be the pick for the Indianapolis Colts. I love the pick. I wish he would have fell to the Rams. Only concerns with him are some possible off-the-field issues, some character issues about being a teammate, all those things, though, I think don't matter in the right setup in terms of are you the right team with the right players around you, the right coaching staff. And the Colts have definitely built something up there in recent years here to show that, hey, they're the right team for that type of player. All right, pick number 27. Pick number 27, that is the Oakland Raiders, which we all just love to talk about how in that the Raiders have been of late. Their pick here, though, there's a lot of options. And I'm going to go with Byron Murphy, quarterback from Washington, they need a ball-hawking cornerback right now, a guy who will make plays, who will work hard. He's got great instincts. He's tough. He has real solid quickness. Doesn't have the world's best physical tools, but he will be there all the time. Has that football instinct, that IQ, that cornerbacks need to make plays. He's going to make a lot in the NFL. Good pick for the Raiders. That's my call against Byron Murphy, cornerback from Washington. Thoughts, good sir? Well, you know, the the Raiders are always looking for someone to make plays in their secondary. they got a long tradition of, of guys uh, that come in at that position and, and play well. And he's another guy that has that opportunity, if he's drafted by them, to come in and, and do those things that the awesome was and the different people who have played that position to do. So I think it's a good pick. All right. Uh, number 28, the Los Angeles Chargers. What you got? We're on the clock. The Oakland Raiders. What? We're going to go. Chargers. <laughs> Chargers, Mike. Sorry. You just want to say Wish that. Wishful thinking, right? <laughs> See, I just I did. I just wanted to get that in. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go with the now L.A. Chargers. Uh, we're going to go in the secondary as well. We're going to stick at corner. The L.A. Chargers are going to take Rock Yasin, cornerback out of Temple. Great length. Got a willingness to really be physical in the secondary. Uh, love his downfield play and physicalness. Uh, has a wide receiver cylinder, you know, has that top end speed. So uh, with the length that he has, he'll be able to cover out there man on man and, and do some great things and, and allow that secondary to continue to improve. Does a lot of good things in Zone covers as well. Just an overall good player. So I like his footwork. I like his ability to cover receivers in space as well. 
And so we're going to go with Rocky Sin at cornerback. Well, I got to tell you, if you're noticing a trend here, AFC West teams back-to-back, Oakland Raiders, LA Chargers take cornerbacks. I think that's actually kind of a big deal looking at the quarterbacks in this division, Phillip Rivers, looking at Patrick Mahomes, some dangerous guys who will throw the football around, and you need to have cornerbacks to defend, especially when you're playing Kansas City. So I think that's going to be something teams are showing up no matter where you are, but when those quarterbacks are in division, you you have to make moves. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. All right, number 29, Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to roll with Josh Jacobs running back from Alabama. They have needs everywhere on both offense and defense in terms of filling some gaps. But offensively, I think that's where they're sticking their focus at. I think they, they made the moves they made defensively to basically say, okay, we're happy with what we have. We're not going to be great on defense. We're going to focus on offense. And losing Kareem Hunt, letting him go, after all that's been said and done, I think they need to find somebody who can make plays for them for the next five, six, seven years. And that's what you're going to get from him. He's like Tony Michel. He's got the potential to put some really great numbers. He has a lot of fresh legs still on him. He, didn't, he wasn't bent to work too hard as a running back in Alabama. He has a low center of gravity. He's forceful. He will make plays for you. He'll work hard for you. And he's a good fit for what Kansas City needs out of running back. Your thoughts? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, You know, they need to fill that void, as you stated. And, you know, with the quarterback that they have, a guy like this can come in there and it will be like going to Disneyland. You're playing with a quarterback. You know, you got a great tight end and and Kelsey. And and obviously, you got a great leader in Andy Reid. So you put all those things together, put that Kansas City crowd and that mystique uh, going into Arrowhead Stadium. He's going to be able to just come in and and do some things and I'm sure if he were chosen by him especially coming out of Alabama you know they're known for running appeal so great pick all right well it's your turn and we're getting ever so closer to number 31 but before that the Green Bay Packers are up and who are you taking well the Green Bay Packers have been known for having some greats to play on defense we're going to stay on defense we're going to go with the young man, Brian Burns. This young man is everything <laughs> that you want in an edge rusher. You know, D-tackle out of Florida State. I heard uh, Urban Meyer talk about one of his successes or one of his key ingredients is getting players who don't allow the moment to overwhelm them. So he's been a Class A, uh, 5A, coming out of college, out of Heritage uh, Academy out in Fort Lauderdale, leading them to state championships as, as a sophomore and junior. He was player of the year as a senior. He came in and was freshman year at Florida State. You know, this kid is 6'5", 250 pounds, and runs a 4'3", So you got a guy who, one, is hungry. Guys out of that state of Florida, they're, they're just guys that are hungry, and they love to play this game. So... We're going to go with Big Brian. I think, uh, you know, along the Reggie Whites, he's going to make he's going to be a big difference maker up there in Green Bay for the pack. Well, that's a good pick, and it's, I can't believe he fell this far in our draft. We had a couple guys fall this far. Rashawn Gary also fell, but I think he talks about that tells you more about the depth of the draft than anything else this year. I like the pick. I really like it. And now, though, it's time finally, after thirty other picks, for us to pick the Rams at thirty-one. I'll go first. I, I got to be honest, I went back and forth on this pick. I went 
to and from after another po- podcast saying the exact opposite of what I'm going to say today. Because in the end, I saw this pick as if these two players fell, who is the better fit? The reality to me, the better fit is probably Jeffrey Simmons from Mississippi State, but he tore his ACL. The reason why he's a better fit long-term, you put him next to a guy like, well, ne- next to Aaron Donald, and just imagine the cars they'll, they'll cost the next 10 years, okay, 5, 10 years. But then there's Dexter Lawrence sitting there, a 342-pound run stuffer, and he's not hurt. Tim, uh, Simmons has an ACL injury. Lawrence is healthy. If you need immediate help on the line, you would probably take Lawrence, and I was taking Lawrence. But I just cannot look past the potential here of what Simmons brings to the table. The guy has the potential to be a pro bowler one day, a guy who has gotten past early character issues when he was young, and he became a star at Mississippi State. So that's my pick. My pick is Jeffrey Simmons, defensive tackle, Mississippi State. I know the Rams, it'll hurt the Rams for a while this year if they go out there because he won't play the whole season. He might not even play at all. But if they do get him back this year, he'll be a guy down the stretch, and then he'll be a guy for the future that will solidify the defensive tackle slot. And now, sir, it's your turn. Who are you taking for the first pick? Now, that, that, was, uh, that was a good choice, and I, I like uh, the commentary on the both, but I'm going to flip the coin, and I'm going to go with Mr. Dexter Lawrence. You know, again, I'm going to stick with this Urban Meyer uh, analogy in regards to a player playing big and not overcome by the moment, playing in front of big crowds, a guy can somehow translate to the NFL. And, you know, Clemson, they did an outstanding job. A lot had to do with this young man, Dexter Lawrence, being able to just get in there and create havoc, you know, all through. And so, you know, especially coming out as a junior, I think that he has a little bit better upside in regards to overall not having – maybe a few less Knicks coming into the league and, you know, in there in the trenches, there's a lot that goes on in regards to, to that down after down pounding. So I go with Dexter Lawrence. And I don't think you can go wrong here. What's weird is I got into a discussion with another Rams podcaster who will remain nameless about this just the other day. And he didn't like the idea of the Rams taking a defensive lineman in the first round because he felt there were better options for him in later rounds. But, Given the talent that's available here now, I say that's where you go. That's where the biggest gaps are right now. And Dalton Risner's gone. He's a guy I favored. A lot of these other guys who I would favor as offensive linemen. That's where I'm going to go here. I'm going to go offensive linemen or defensive line with this pick. So if I can't trade back and we can't trade back in this version of our mock draft, then I'm going to look who's available. And to me, the best players available were both on defensive line. And it came down to me saying, okay, you know what? The Rams will find a way to fill those gaps for much of the year until Simmons is available compared to saying, hey, you know what, Lawrence is – he's not my my number one guy, but he's still a solid pick for where you are. I mean, he's still a guy that you can count on to at least stuff the run, a guy who can fit between a 3-4 or a 4-3 if you want to – wherever you want to put him. So I don't see how you can go wrong here with those two guys in the first round. Absolutely. And I I definitely agree in regards to the talent that will seem to be in this first round. It doesn't seem like any 
place that you're picking would be a bad spot. There's going to be a talented individual player to be chosen when that your numbers dialed in. So, yeah, I, I think the Rams are going to be able to have a slew of options, and it's going to be interesting to see if either one of our picks pans out or if they go a different direction. Well, what I really think is going to happen here, because our, our draft was basically based off a of need, and I think what's going to happen is we're going to see a bunch of movement towards the latter half of the first round of teams yeah. trading in and out. So looking for guys like Jeffrey Simmons. And everybody and their brother knows what Simmons can be. And everybody knows what, what Dexter Lawrence can be. Can you develop them? So I would still be surprised if either one of them are there when the Rams pick at 31 because I expect movement going up and down the line. But if they are there – and there's not a better offensive lineman available. I think you take them. I think you don't you, you don't blink. The Rams cannot miss on this pick. They don't pick again until pick ninety four. Right, right. So, so absolutely, then, yeah. They, unless if they get a sweetheart deal to move back, where they get some more picks out of, out of this, you, you just don't do it. And it has to be a good deal. We just go, yeah. You know, don't move back twenty spots into the second round where. There's no longer going to be that that prime talent. There's a lot of talent going from the into the first round into into the second round. If they move too far back, they're going to miss out on that. So, uh, just take your guy. Well, you better get a sweetheart deal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a situation that you don't need to overthink it. Just do what you need to do, and you're going to be fine. All right, guys. So there you go. Thirty-one pick, thirty-two New England Patriots. The dreaded New England Patriots. Go ahead, make your pick. Gosh darn. New England Patriots with the big leader, Bill Belichick. We are taking Nazir Adderley, Delaware, cornerback. Maybe a little bit of a sleeper in the sense of not so nationally known, but he has some great pedigree. His cousin is is Herb Adderley, who's a pro football Hall of Fame defensive back who starred for the Packers and the Cowboys back in the 60s so comes from good pedigree he's definitely you know a player who's had some experience at both cornerback and safety and he stepped up his game each year that he's been at Delaware he has some good quickness and agility tackling space uh kind of goes low to wrap but that's what corners do they're just trying to get a guy down but good speed overall cover skills are great uh this is going to be a great pick the great thing about New England they have the team concept that is manifested year in and year out. So you don't have to be what may be considered a superstar like maybe a Deion Sanders was coming out of college and some of the other mm-hmm. guys at that position. You just need to be functional, be able to think. And he has all those tangibles that uh, Bill Belichick players going to be that he's looking for. And Josh was big on him, too. Josh Kolak was real big on him. And so I think there's a lot of we're starting to get out about Nass here. And, uh, well, the Patriots get him here. All right, folks. There you go. All of it. There is our mock draft. It's done. It's complete for this year. We'll bring it back next year. In the meantime, if you were looking to read some L.A. Rams stuff, most of us are practically addicted to anything. Rams, right? So if you want to learn more about Rams history, a bit of personal touch, check out Jim Hawk's book, Hollywood's Teen Great Glamour and the 1950s Los Angeles Rams. The book tells the story of the 1950s Rams through the lens of Jim's dad, John, who was an offensive lineman for the team from 1953 to 1957. Check out also the story of his father and the team he played for in an era of glitz, glamour, and future Hall of Famers. 
Reebok players like Norman Van Brocklin, Elway, Grayson Church, Tom Fierce, and Les Richter in the story spanning the nineteen fifties Los Angeles Rams. Find Hawks book online at HollywoodTeam.com and on Twitter at HollywoodTeam. It's available both in hardback and electronic form at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and you can also find it pretty much anywhere else on the internet. Paperback is out September 6th, and by the way, all proceeds go to Homeboy Industries, which is an organization that helps get kids out of the gang life and back into being productive citizens in this country. All right, folks, trust me. Check it out. I was seeing Grit Glamour and the 1950s Los Angeles Rams by Jim Hawk. It's worth your time. Okay, so moving forward here, we have an interview with BYU defensive end Corbin Kafusi. Check it out. Here we go. All right, folks, we are here with Corbin Kafusi from BYU. Josh is here as well. We're going to go ahead and just get the town. Josh, you ready? Yep, I'm ready to go. Corbin, you ready? Yep. Well, Corbin, first off, thanks again for coming on the show. I was the one who was messaging you through our Instagram and everything. So thanks a lot for you know responding to us and everything. That's awesome. Without further ado, the first thing I want to ask you is, why did you choose BYU? Um, I think I chose BYU mainly because my family, you know, my whole family went to BYU. My dad was, a, was coaching at BYU at the time. So, you know, I love being around my family. And so it just seemed like the right choice. What exactly is it like coming from such a well-entrenched football family? I know that you've got a brother in the NFL, went to BYU, your dad was a coach. So what's that kind of like growing up in a family like that? You know, it was surprisingly pretty normal. Uh, My dad actually never really wanted us to even play football. So we just kind of grew up and then gravitated towards it and then got into it. Well, when you got into it and you – really grew to love the game. What was the process like for you to go from just, hey, growing into it to being where you are now? You know, I think it's one of those things where the more you play it and the better you get at it, you just kind of get this, you know, like you said, you, you get a love for the game. And now it's to the point where it's like, I, like every time I step on a field, it just brings all those emotions with it. And so you just end up just loving the game so much the more you're around it. I know that, you know, you said you kind of had to gravitate towards football, and I know that you were a two-sport athlete at BYU. So which which sport was your first love? Were you were you a basketball guy first and then football, or or how did that kind of go about? Yeah, so I, I was actually a football guy first. You know, went, did spring ball, and it was awesome. But then once the basketball coach, you know, convinced me to come play basketball, it was kind of one of those things where, you know, I love playing basketball too, so got to put football on hold for a little bit. Corbin, how exactly, I know that your brother Bronson, uh, he, he plays for the Jets, correct? Yep. Okay, that, that's what I thought. Um, how, are, how are you different from your brother as a prospect and as a, as a football player? I think, you know, there's a lot. We, we definitely have a similar game, but like you said, we're very different. I think the fact is, I'm a little bit longer than he is. We have different body types. You know, we're both taller, but, you know, I have a little bit longer of a reach than he does. And the way that I use my reach is a little bit different than him. Um, I'd say that I do a little bit more head work and, like, try to go from speed to power. And he's pretty good at finesse moves. And so, you know, there's things here and there that we kind of, you know, differ at, but we also play very similarly. 
And is there is there any players in the NFL currently or in or in the past that you kind of try to mimic your game after a little bit? You know, I think some of the players right now that I watch a lot of their film and I feel like I'm pretty similar to would be like Calais Campbell or Carlos Dunlap. Uh, those guys mainly I feel like I'm pretty similar to. Now you you went to a smaller school at in the Mountain West Conference. It's got a lot of tradition. It has drawn quite a few players into the NFL from there. But yet it's still not the same kind of place like a Florida or a Florida State or Ohio State. It's just a different kind of program. What did BYU provide you to help develop you into an NFL prospect now? I think one of the main things at BYU is that, you know, like you said, we're not in a Power 5 program. We're not a Power 5 school, but BYU has all the you know, the facilities and everything that's needed for that. And we have a rich heritage of, like you said, people that have gone into the NFL. And so we have a lot of guys that come back from the off season that we're able to work out with. And just a lot of good connections. You know, the network at BYU is really good. So whether it's, you know, connecting with agents or, you know, if you have to work on physical therapy or even trainers, stuff like that, BYU is a really great place for that. Definitely a rich tradition. There's actually some guys you know, currently in the draft along along with you from BYU that are kind of exciting to look at too. So you guys definitely have a, a rich tradition there. Send a, send a lot of guys to the NFL. And I always like watching BYU on TV, you know, even though they're not a team that, you know, they're not like my favorite team or anything like that that I grew up on. But I always enjoy watching you guys play. Um, <clears throat> now, you're six foot nine, six foot ten, somewhere around there. At your size, you could have de- you could have played offensive lineman, tight end. Why defense? Uh, so when I first came to BYU, I was actually recruited as an offensive lineman. I played defense all throughout high school, but they were like, oh, he's going to grow and he'll gain some weight, and so let's see if we can make him an offensive lineman. So my first, you know, my first spring ball, I played offensive line, and it was fun. You know, it was a little bit different than what I had been used to, but there's just something about defense that I love, and, you know, the physicality of being on the defensive line, being in the trenches like that. But saying that, I'm also open to other things. And, you know, I fit, I helped the team the most playing defensive line while I was at BYU, but we definitely, I definitely had times where they were using me in packages for other stuff. So you served a mission in Korea, correct? I did. I know that that's kind of a, a big tradition among players in BYU serving missions and things like that. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about the mission that you served and, and how you guys go about doing that? Yeah. So after my freshman year at BYU, I was, you know, I went to Korea for a, a service mission for my church. And so while on my mission, I just, you know, I teach people about religion, about, you know, Jesus Christ, Christianity and whatnot. And it was a really neat experience. It was definitely a culture shock and learning Korean was no easy task, but it was a really good experience. Helped me to grow a lot. Where was the mission at in Korea? Uh, I was located in the, like the heart of Seoul. So I was in the main city the whole time. I I think that's really cool. And I, I think that's something that, I don't know, I look at as being something that BYU and, and players that go to BYU, it kind of prepares you guys for the NFL a little bit. Because you mentioned culture shock. And obviously going from college to the pros is going to be a little bit of culture shock. So I think, you know, something like that, like you can't get much more culture shock than that, having to learn a completely different language and, and you know, be in a completely different country and, and things like that. So I think that, that that serves you guys really well. So I think that's a really cool, cool thing. Thank you. 
Now, have you spoken to the Rams or any other teams? Obviously, you've probably spoken to other teams, but have you spoken to the to the L.A. Rams? Yeah, yeah, actually, I have spoken with the Rams. Okay. Well, they had the same. Uh, you know, they, the first thing they said was, what do you think of California? Don't you want to live in California? And I was like, hey, my family loves California. So, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, just went over some things and made a few connections. But, yeah, it was, just a, it was a good conversation. What kind of feedback do they have for you? You know, um, they didn't, not really much. They just, you know, told me I'm on their radar and got my information down, you know, to see what happens next weekend. So, yeah, it was it was a quick conversation, but it was good. Any other teams that have shown interest or shown, you know, the most interest in you or anything like that? Uh, there, there's been a couple. Uh, I think the, the main ones that I've talked to as well would be the Eagles, the Browns, also the Cowboys. And, yeah, I talked to the Raiders earlier today. Definitely probably a whole lot better to be in the warm weather in California than those cold weather teams. <laughs> you know, I, I do like warm weather. All right. Well, we like to have a little bit of fun on our show with prospects and, and kind of get to know you guys as, as people rather than just football players, too, a little bit. So we'll kind of break it down and just ask you a couple of fun things. Uh, so oh, okay. what's, what's your favorite football movie? My favorite football movie? Yeah. Ooh, I'm I'm a classic Remember the Titans. I love that movie growing up, and so does it go to that or ah, oh, Invincible, Invincible, and Remember the Titans are like my two go to football movies. Both both good choices. I in Pee Wee football, I played for a team called the Titans, and there was actually a game where we broke down and did that goofy dance that they do. So uh, no yeah. way. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. We really did that. Jeez, you got me all beat, man. I was a water boy. I don't have to do with that. <laughs> he has got all the serious movies. I've got the Waterboy. <laughs> Waterboy is a good movie. It is. It is a good. It is a good movie. It is <laughs> That's a good another movie. good football movie, you know. <laughs> uh, so, what, Corbin, what's your what's your favorite food? Favorite? Ooh, that's hard. I eat everything and anything I can find, but I'd have <laughs> to say, like, if I could just sit and eat for hours, it'd probably be crab. I can eat crab for days. Mm. Crab is good. Good choice. So you're a Red Lobster guy, man. You can be there all day. Oh, Red Lobster. Can't go to Red Lobster, you know. I don't want to go broke. But if I'm ever <laughs> at a buffet, if there's crab, then I, I'll literally be there. So, <laughs> so uh, you, I know you are a basketball player, too. So I asked you who you kind of mimicked in the NFL. Who would you mimic your basketball game after? Ooh, I would. I definitely say I'm a lot like Steven Adams. It, you know, I was kind of came into basketball randomly, and I loved it growing up, but it wasn't something that I focused a lot on. And so when I played in college, is I came back from Korea three inches taller, and so that kind of was what sparked basketball for me. But I'm more of a, a physical big, and so, yeah, I'd say Steven Adams. So then who's your favorite NFL team? Sorry, not NFL team, NBA team. My favorite NBA team? Ooh, yes. that's that's hard because of course I'm from Utah, so there's always the obligatory like Jazz fan. But at the same time, I don't I don't know if I follow a team super closely. Like I'm more of a players guy. I have the players that I really like to watch, watch their game, but not really a team. So how how about uh, your? We asked you what your favorite football movie was. What's your favorite movie in general overall? Favorite movie in general, probably 
Braveheart. Yeah. I love your movie choices. Jeez, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big Braveheart fan. You know, it's got it, it all. Great movie. Great okay, movie. If you can't get excited about Braveheart, then there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Awesome. yeah absolutely, absolutely. So here's my question for you. This is what I love to ask, okay? If there was, if you could play for any coach in NFL history, anyone, who would it be and why? Ooh, any coach in NFL history. That is hard. Um, that's a really hard question because, like, I start to think of older coaches, but my mind keeps jumping back to the current coaches because, you know, those are the ones that I've kind of grown up around. I don't really know any of the old, old ones that, you know, the OGs. So I'm not exactly sure. I'd have to think for a long time on this. Um, does that mean we're not going to get an answer? Jeez, that makes me sad. I, this is where I, that, I, this is where you bring that clip in from Monty Python and go, "You make me sad." <laughs> it, it's hard because there's just so many coaches out there, you know. And more than I think, the biggest thing with this question is it wouldn't be just coaches; is that it'd be like position coaches and whatnot. And so that's where it kind of makes it hard. There's the head coaches that everyone knows, but then, for example, my dad. His defensive line coach, when he was at the Eagles, like he loved, and so I'd love to play for him just because I've heard all these stories about him and whatnot. So it's hard to say a specific coach. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what we'll give you we'll give you a pass today, and whenever you get picked by a team, we'll we'll bring you back on the show, and then you can you can talk about your defensive coordinator and your position coach. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll just I'll just say that straight up, you know. <laughs> all right, all right, sounds good. Derek, you got anything else? Oh, I got more. I mean, what are your Fire strengths? Away. What are your strengths and weaknesses at this point in your career? And where do you where are you being told you're going to be drafted? Um, it's kind of been interesting. You know, it's been an interesting ride this last season. I, I did pretty well for my senior season, but it was kind of a little at the end. Got a little rocky. Had some injuries, and so right after season, I had a couple of surgeries to, to fix them. Luckily, none of them are very, you know, big surgeries that, you know, whole year recoveries. But I kind of missed that whole part where, you know, you go to the Senior Bowl and you go to any of the All-Star Games and the Combine. I missed all of those just because I was still rehabbing surgery. And so that's, you know, I kind of missed the hype train. So the draft, like my stock slowly dropped a little bit. But at the same time, I'm pretty, you know, I'm confident in my film. And also, I already know how I'm going to play. I know how my body works, and so I think I've, I've dropped a lot in draft stock-wise, but I know I'll still get a shot. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'd say my strength would be my length, my size. I'd say my playmaking ability, my my motor, and then weaknesses, of course, would come with you know coming back from surgery, and then also a lot of people think if you're too tall, it's harder to play, you know, pad level and whatnot. But you can, if I work on that, things will be good. Yeah, pad level is definitely something that that can be fixed and, and adjusted. So, uh, definitely your your length and your height and everything are are excellent traits to to bring to a team. Well, I mean, Ed Tall Jones proved pad level wasn't a problem. Exactly. You know, he's, he's the go to reference for me. Oh, he is. Yeah, you know, when people are like, "Oh, he's too tall," I'm like Ed Tall Jones. Well, and we've we've seen we've seen taller players do really well in the league. I mean, you mentioned earlier guys like Carlos Dunlap and and players like that. So I know you're. I think you're a little bit taller than those guys, but 
still, you know, guys with frames similar to yours have had quite a bit of success in the NFL. So I don't, I don't think that's a problem at all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Hey, can you let folks know where they can find you on social media? Uh, yeah, my, you know, my Instagram, I'm on Instagram at Corbin underscore JK. And then I have a Twitter. I'm not on there very much, but it's, I think it's just Corbin dash Kafusi. All right, dude. So thanks so much for coming on. We're looking forward to seeing how the draft pans out for you. You know, good luck on your career. And you know, if you, if you, if the, if the Rams take you, expect this come calling, get you back on here, especially <laughs> we're going we're to want to talk to you and get, you know, it's, a time we can get a hold of a Ram, come on here and talk some football with us some more. Now you know who your coaching staff will be. That'll be a great thing. So I hope we're talking to you again. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot, Corbin. All right. You guys have a good one. Take care. You too. God bless. <laughs> All right. It was nice talking to Corbin. Good guy. And I hope he, I hope a team takes a shot on him. At six foot nine, there's a place for in this game. At two tall Jones proved that, you know. We did. Okay, so before we move forward, sponsorship, reach out to us at ranstalk1945 at gmail.com if you'd like to consider sponsoring us or leave us a voicemail at 657-666-5453. We have a media kit ready to get out to you. Also, in case you haven't heard, we are expanding a little bit into the L.A. area. The Angels are having a podcast being produced by us and also the Dodgers. Look out for it. The Angels podcast will be called Talking Halos. And the Dodgers one, they're still working on it. We're figuring that one out. And uh, it'll be a good chance for us to expand the baseball during the the down months. But there's no football. We call it the dark ages. <laughs> the dark ages. Right. All right, Mike. To finish off the show, we do want to ask, you know, we do want to ask you, what are the three questions that you want the Rams to answer in this draft and why? Well, one question obviously has to be what – are they going to do at the O-line position? Are they going to wait till after the draft, make a trade, pick up someone that may get released, you know, after, you know, minicamp or what have you? So one of the questions definitely has to be uh, what's going to happen on the O-line position in regards to the draft. Okay. Um, I'm going to match up that question with something similar. When in the draft – will the Rams start taking offensive linemen? Because I believe they will address the offensive line. I it's not To me, it's not a question of what, it's when. And I believe that'll be the mid-rounds. I believe they're going to go get the best player available for them early and then try and fill some of those depth needs mid-rounds. Yeah, I mean, that's that's possible. But I, I just think that, you know, when you're trying to help uh, our quarterback, Jared Goff, to continue to improve each and every year and make sure Gurley has some running lanes and things like that. When you lose some of the guys that we've lost, you got to be able to replace those guys with uh, people that are at least as good or better. Better, hopefully, but at least as good to make sure that things continue to click on all cylinders. Yeah, but how do you know the guys they got are now Brian Allen and Joe Nopu aren't those guys? Well, it's not that you don't know, but at the old line, you need to have a little more depth. So I think they mm-hmm. need to get at least someone to add some depth to those guys. Absolutely. Gotcha. Okay. What's your second question? Well, my second question is going to be pretty, I mean, they somewhat answered it with the addition of clay Matthews, but I still think we we still need something else at the linebacker position. And as we 
kind of went through the draft and as we've been going through here the last couple sessions in regards to that uh you you still because you know clay still has a you know a little left in the tank but at the same time you want to have someone that's going to be able to come in and and fill that need and and be able to go down the the road a few more years so uh i think we still i would like to see what the answer at linebacker are they looking at a true run stopper guy are they looking for someone who could be a combination uh maybe an upgrade on mark Barron. i mean he did a decent job dropping down from the secondary into that position but do you want a guy who's more of a linebacker but can cover in space as opposed to a safety now dropping down so i think linebacker still a little bit of a question for me my second question is going to be what are you doing with the defensive line? That's why I want. That's why I want to answer to. I in, in our mock draft today, we both addressed defensive line early, and that would be the answer. I want to see the defensive line solidified. To me, despite the fact they had Sue and Brockers, all these first round picks in the front seven last year, to me the run defense still disappointed. So I'd really like to see them get somebody who can get up there, cause running games to have some problems against them. So Dexter Lawrence, your pick, would fit well. And other picks as well. Other guys are – there's a lot of depth there in this draft. So I want to see the Rams address that and as early as possible, get the best talent up there, and finally seal off this run defense like I've been expecting to do for years. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, that's that's definitely a need, you know, and that's going to need to be addressed as well. So it's going to be interesting to see – exactly which direction they go and really this whole draft i mean we keep saying it and not to be redundant but there seems like there's going to be especially in this first round you just don't know i mean the raiders have three picks are they going to drop out are they going to package something to move up you know or is another team going to move up or move down to get their guy if he's still available or do you sit tight and you get someone who comes to you that you go oh wow we didn't think they'd be available so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what direction they absolutely take when it's their time at that pick. So what's your last question you want to see answered? My last question is something that I haven't really seen a lot of discussion. I talked about it early on, but I just feel we need a wide receiver. And so I just don't know and and haven't heard a whole lot in regards to Cooper Cuff. I know he's a dedicated player, and I'm sure he'll be ready to go by the time training camp rolls around. But it just seems to me they need a little bit more of a polished uh, receiver to just make the overall receiver core uh, a little bit more formidable. You see, and I'm going a little broader than you. My last question is, will the Rams address their offensive skill players. So I'm not looking necessarily at receiver. Hmm. I'm looking at running back or tight end. Somebody could add a little bit extra because if I'm looking at the running backs, even though they, they brought back Malcolm Brown and they have John Kelly, I'm not real satisfied with the running backs. The tight ends have some question marks. And I think your concerns about receiver are there. So I want to see what the Rams do overall with skill position. Are, are they settled with where they are now? Are they going to try and find a diamond in the rough, so to speak, and maybe develop somebody? Are they going to go high? Like you, you, You're talking like you really want them to move on a receiver that is polished. And the polished receivers are going to be found early in the draft. So I'm looking at this and going, 
where are their priorities when it comes to skill position players, or are they happy where they are? That's what I really want to know. Yeah, and I mean, skill, you can also throw that to the secondary as well. I mean, we, we picked up, uh, you know. Eric Weddle. Eric Weddle. I don't know why I want to call him Steve Cordell. That's a guy who played at Fresno State. Uh, but Eric, and, and so that'll be obviously a boost in regards to just overall gamesmanship, season player, proven player, all that good stuff. Uh, but you also, you may be looking again at you. So you still have some questions on that side of the skill position as well, given that maybe we won't have as much as a D-line presence that we had last year. I don't know, hard to tell. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, and again, we haven't talked a lot about the salary cap aspect of things, but all that plays a part into maybe that's why they brought Mr. Brown back because it wasn't a big hit, you know, on the salary cap and things like that. So all those things play into who gets drafted where and when and, you know, trying to plan for the future when guys' contracts are coming up. All right, folks, there you go. Those are our three questions. It's time for us to go. It is late. I'm serious. It's almost midnight. Easter's rolling in. We're sitting there hiding eggs for my daughters. <laughs> you know, you got your plans. So here we go. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TalkRams or on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Rams Talk. You can find me on Twitter at DC Apollo. You can find Mike at OneDuke23. Don't forget us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, all those places. I do radio this show, our shows. On, on Sundays and Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific time. So, it's draft time. The next time we talk, it's all about the draft. For Mike, it's Derek C. Paul saying, take it easy. Go Rams. Let's go. Go Rams. This holiday season, you know what I have on my wish list? Adventure. That's why I got a new Honda during the Happy Honda Day sales event. They have a whole lineup of rugged, all-wheel drive SUVs, CRV, Pilot, Passport. But at the end of the day, I drove off in a new HRV with a bunch of safety features. And best of all, I got it on clearance. So don't just sit around knitting an ugly holiday sweater. See your local Honda dealer for Happy Honda Day's clearance pricing today. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. Breaking up is hard to do, but when it comes to your wireless carrier, you should have left a while ago. You're over the big three carriers. You deserve better. Xfinity Mobile. Now you can get unlimited with 5G included for just $30 a month on the nation's fastest, most reliable network. So break free from the big three and save with Xfinity Mobile. Take the savings challenge at XfinityMobile.com slash MySavings to see how much you can save when you get Xfinity Mobile and Internet together. Reduced speeds at 20 gigabytes per line. Most reliable based on root metrics U.S. report. Results vary, not an endorsement.